Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back after a bit of a break to Red Side of Trent um, as we do what I describe as a pre-preview to the 23-24 Premier League season, um, which is already less than two months away. Um, before we do get on the way though with this episode, um, I would just like to say that all our thoughts go out to the friends, family and those affected by the upsetting events in our home city this week. May the three people in Grace O'Malley Kumar Barnaby Weber and one of our own Forest fans, Ian Coates, who have had or had their life taken away from them. May they rest in peace. For those of you that follow us on Twitter, uh, we did our first ever Forest fans game at the weekend at Ilkeston Town FC, who looked after us superbly. Um, the game I described was played in baking conditions, I think is a fair description. And it was a very one-sided 8-1 victory to Yellow team. Um not going to lie, I can't remember the score as was that many. Um, obviously, I remember our goal, um, so you can guess who scored that. Um, despite that, it, it was played in a brilliant spirit by absolutely everyone in what was a great day. Um, great to, to see and put some faces to names, have a chat with fans I haven't spoken to before, the lads I haven't spoken to before, um, and enjoy part in the clubhouse after the game. Um, a big thanks to everyone that played, everyone that came and watched. Our very own Lee Clark and his refereeing team. Thanks for feeling sorry for us, Lee, giving us that penalty, which never was. Um, especially Ilkeston Town. Absolute <laughs> Yeah. VAR, I think, would have overturned that one. But yeah, especially Ilkeston Town, who looked after us um, brilliantly. Um, and also for Amy Ford for taking photos of the game. Um, I've been assured by her that will be made public in the next few days. So when it does... I'll be putting a link on our Twitter page for those who have played to have a look through the photos. Um, the game was made affordable, so with most of the money going to Wilkinson Town, with it being my local club, um, we also we obviously paid for the pitch. We also put some money behind the bar because they did um, let it, it let us have it really cheap. 
Um, we did manage though to save £100 from the pot um, and that has been forwarded on to the mental health charity Mind, um, which I did the other day. Again, you'd have seen that on his Twitter page. So hopefully this will become a yearly thing. I mean, we will try next year and get the city ground. I, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea how viable that is. I know people have played there in the past, but obviously that was a long time ago now. Um, but if not the city ground, then... We'll do it at Ilkeson again, as I'm sure you guys can agree. The facilities for that level are superb. And, yeah, it's a brilliant alternative. So, yeah, thanks to everyone all around who contributed to that day. Really did really enjoy it. So, anyway, before we chat about the 23-24 season, yeah, it's mad how quickly that first season the Prem went. And we are going to round off last season with a bit of a quiz. So, we've got... 10 questions each, um, so play along if you want, get a bit of paper and a pen if you want to go back to traditional method, um, see how many you can get. Um, I mean, I'll start us off, guys, if that's okay with you, so when you're ready. Give it the, your best. So, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm going to go through my 10 questions, and now we're going to do my 10 answers after my 10 questions, yeah? Yeah, why not? Go with that, then. Okay, some good ones, some I'd say a mixture of difficulty in here. Is this is this just a forest based topic? These are all based on forest this well last season there. Um, oh. So yeah. So question one: What was Forest's first game we played in last season with a sponsor? Oh. Oh, there's some easier ones than that. <laughs> I thought that was one of the easier ones. This the next one's the toughest. Right, so question two. So listen carefully to this one. Disregarding players' numbers, what number would feature on our shirts just the once last season? So I'll read it again. Disregarding players' numbers, what number would feature on our shirts just the once last season? Yeah, that's a bloody spanner in the works, Reese, if I've ever heard one. Where have you come up with that, bollocks? Just, I don't know, mate. Just one of them. We need to membership uh, for this. Yeah, this is where we look at the buddy, like uh, the analytics afterwards and realise everyone just dropped out after that question. <laughs> <laughs> right, question number three. Who assisted Jesse Lingard's only City Grand goal for us? How do you go to a game and not remember that? <laughs> <laughs> right, question four. So, 30 signings who gives a fuck Chan has been sang throughout the season pretty much. But who was our first signing of last season? That's the only one I'm convinced I've got. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm two, <laughs> two for two on the last two. Okay, question number five. Who scored our only FA Cup goal of the campaign? I can't even remember that either. I don't, because I've left the game. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. It's just come to me. I can't actually remember. Number six. Who was the first team in the Premier League to concede more than one goal towards at their own stadium? You got that? Repeat that again. 
So number six, who was the who was the first team in the Premier League to concede more than one goal to us at their own stadium? Oh. That's the league game, yeah? Yes, Premier League, yeah. I know why you put that not, in. Not Grimsby. <laughs> right, question seven. Similar. Who were the first team we scored more than one goal against in the Premier League last season? Question number eight. And if you don't get this one, Christian, then I'll be disappointed. In the unique World Cup winter break, we beat Valencia 2-1 at the Mestalla. Who scored our goals that night? Let me score the first one. <laughs> Question number nine. In our League Cup quarterfinal, quarterfinal penalty shootout win over Wolves, who was the only Forest player to miss? And finally, question number 10, which is a, a cracker, I think. So, how many of the starting lineup from the first game of the season at Newcastle started on the last day of the season at Palace? And you can have a bonus point if you can name them. How many and who? Yes. So, if you get how many, that's a point. If you can name them, then you get another point. I've deleted all the questions, and so I've got to go back onto my phone to get the answers. But. I... I know him anyway. Started, not featured. Started, yeah. So they started on the opening day at Newcastle and then started on the last day at Palace. I think I've yeah. got them many, all. How many and who? I think i got them all. And I looked back at that Newcastle lineup, obviously, for the question, and our bench that day is vastly interesting. I bet it's honking. <laughs> Apart from, like, Mangala. I think Mbe So, Hammond, Vile, Taylor, Cafu will make it. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> yeah. Cafu made a Premier League appearance. Yeah, Martin Ma- Ma- come on that game, didn't he, as well? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's quite right, funny. I've been, I was talking about um, stuff that happened in the Premier League, and it was like Thomas Tuchel and um, what's his name? Conte. Uh, Conte had a, scrap, fight, yeah. had a scrap earlier yeah. in the season. You forget yeah. that. <laughs> been a long, it's been a long season, but at the same time, it has flown. It's one of them in a cliche. Right, so we're good at, through the answers then. So, number one, what was Forrest's first game we played in last season with a sponsor? I put Chelsea at home, but I don't think I it's put that. Chelsea at home, yeah. It's correct. Oh, fucking hell, what a great yeah, shout. Great I guess. don't know what the second one is. I didn't get get your questions, to be honest. Yeah, I had no idea. I probably kick myself okay. when you say it now. So, number two, so disregarding players' numbers, what number would feature on our shirt just once last season? I'm disappointed you haven't got it, Christian, because when we're playing the FA Cup, the sleeve badges have the number of times you've won it on them. Oh. So, it would be, so it would be two. I didn't know that, to be fair. Yes. So wow. every, to be honest, every, I still haven't, like... Every team I've, who's won the FA Cup has a number of wins on their sleeve badge, if you look closely. I've only seen those Blackpool highlights once, and I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm so, Sorry about that. Say again. Have we not got a number two? What do you mean? As in a player I've, number, no. But I thought he's got a number oh two. no, I was just disregard. I said disregarding players' numbers, didn't I? Yeah, he did. Right, I see. I'd be being Coney's number two, and Tiff, I think. Yeah, I think he, he is. is. Yeah. yeah. Right. So number three, who assisted Jesse Lingard's only City Ground goal for us? Sam Surridge. Correct. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> right. So who number four? Who was our first Premier League signing? Oh, 
A one year. A one year is correct. Yeah. Damn it. So I think Henderson had been just after Henderson. Yeah, I think Henderson had been spoken about, but not been fully confirmed. So mm. one year was the first. Um, number five, who scored our only FA Cup goal of the campaign? Ryan Yates. Ryan Yates. Correct. Oh. Um, number six, who was the first team in the Premier League to concede more than one goal to us at their own stadium? Liverpool. Correct. Which is mad, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's, it's like taking four points off Brighton. That's similarly crazy. Yeah, <laughs> for the season, they've had a great. Yeah. Um, number seven, who were, the, who were the first team we scored more than one goal against in the Prem? Leicester. Oh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, oh, right yeah. Bournemouth and Fulham. about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, number number eight in the unique World Cup winter break, we beat Valencia 2-1. Who scored the goals? Dennis and Awunye. Oh. Correct. Yes. A bonus point. I'm not that I put it down, but uh, Dennis did the, um, did the gritty when he scored. He did, yeah. What did he? Yeah, it was a good yeah. finish, actually, that It one. was a good finish, yeah. yeah. Um, number nine in our League Cup, Penalty shootout whenever was. Who was the only Forest player to miss? Sam Sorridge. Correct. Sorridge again, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd put him in twice just to see if they messed any of your minds up. But And then the big finale. How many of the starting lineup from the first game of the season at Newcastle started on the last day of the season at Palace? Was it three? Mm-hmm. It is yeah. three. You can't say Worrell and Yates. Yeah. No. No, no, no Johnson. You can't say Worrell and Johnson. I've got Correct. that. I've got that. Yeah. Johnson started Correct. against Palace. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blonde Yates, hair. Yates was injured. Oh, yeah, of course he did. Yeah. It turned into was, the real Slim Shady. I was like half a point for that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got the number right, but not. Do I get a bonus point? I got mm. three. Oh wait, so is it one? Is it one point for getting the number right and one for getting the names? If you got all three, I'll give you one point per each name to make it fair. All right. Oh, oh bloody hell! All right. I've got so, so many points. I got. So you should have two, shouldn't you, Christian? I think yeah, two points. Three. Yeah. And then the other lads have got three. It's out of 11 that round then, technically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, it'll be out of 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I've got two. Yeah, rounds. that's right. i got 11 out of 13. Go on. Yeah, i got 10. I'm a big ten. scorer. Right, so is it is it one point for getting three and one point per name? No, one. So if you get one point for oh, the I got three. 11. One point for the three and then one yeah. point per player. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, so, I got eleven. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. eight ten. I got ten. Ten. All right, sir. So, I ain't got. I ain't got a tiebreaker. Unfortunately, you're just gonna have to share the joint Reese's quiz, guys. <laughs> you all got. We're all winners. You're with, I was yeah, very fo- concerned, very concerned that you'd read out some of my questions of those, but thankfully Foot, that didn't happen. Fo- football's always the winner. <laughs> on, it. Whoever wants to go next. I- I'll go next. Oh, so my- oh, mine's yeah. just on general Premier League. I've-, I've thrown some right spanners in the work here, lads. Oh, the first one, you've got an available four points. <laughs> four points? Yeah. Oh, so number one. One of them got away last season. Erling Haaland scored uh, four hat-tricks last season. Can you name the other four players that scored hat-tricks? That scored hat-trick each. You get a point for each player that you can get. Uh, Number two is, who scored the opening goal of the Premier League season last year? 
<laughs> I wouldn't get the answer if you told me, asked me to pick the game. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the game, no. Oh, I'll give you a game on a Friday night, wasn't they? Yeah, I'll give you thinking of Brentford Arsenal. That was the season I'll four. I'll give you a clue. Palace Arsenal. It was Palace Arsenal. Ah, yeah. I'll give you that clue. Oh, God, I remember watching that game as well. Yeah, I remember watching that game. Mm. I've guessed. But, I, I think I think I know that actually. Number three, uh, many Forest fans obviously kept a note of how many managers were being sacked and kept directly messaging Tony Cascarino throughout the Ugh. season. How many manager changes were there in the Premier League? I know someone who wouldn't know. <laughs> there was twelve at Leeds, weren't they? <laughs> Number four, true or false, West Ham won more games in the Europa Conference League than the Premier League last season. You've got a nice 50-50 there. I've got two of these, actually, because I really want to get the other two. Number five, who were the worst disciplined side in the league last season? Number six has got uh, two available points. What two fixtures were the joint highest scoring games of last season? As in combined over the two games, or no, no. So there was two games that ended oh, right. up with, I get with the highest number of goals in each of them, and there were there was a tie between two fixtures. Number seven is to the closest million. How many football fans watched live Premier League football this uh, last season, setting a new record high? So it's closest million I, I've given you. Also, is that literally every attendance at every single game tallied up? Yep. And it's a record high. So they keep complaining about this 3pm blackout bollocks and how many people are streaming games or whatnot. People are still going to the football. Sorry, while I've got a gap, can you repeat number three, please? Number three was how many manager changes were there? Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, So... Number eight is a multiple choice question. How many days did Arsenal spend at the top of the league for? Is it A, 246, B, 247, C, 248? Nice margin for error then. Yeah. Number nine, who did Harry Kane overtake in the all-time scoring list last season? Do you mean at Spurs or do you mean the Premier League? In the yeah. Premier League. Okay. And then number 10 is extremely hard. It's, it's six six available points. Uh, name the six players that got 10 or more assists last season. There is a, a nice... There's a couple of surprises in there, actually. Did you have any nice... Did anyone get any blisters from Saturday? It was... My feet were like I thought my boots were gonna melt. Yeah, I've got uh, massive best blisters. I, I was I was okay, thankfully. I didn't get blisters. They just they were really sore. That's all. <laughs> all right. Let us know when you're ready. Yeah, I don't think this hasn't gone very well. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It was a hard one. Yeah, go on then. Go for it. Yeah, let's go. Right. So. The four players that scored hat tricks this season. Any any guesses? No. Phil Foden. Phil Foden is one of them. It's crazy. Did Kane get a hat trick? No. No. Surprisingly. Mo Salah. 
No. No. Oh God. So Ivan Tony v Leeds. Oh, Phil Foden v Man United. No, no, Jesus. Phil no. Foden against Man United in the same game as Haaland did one of his hat tricks. Yeah. 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 Leandro Trossard v Liverpool for oh, Brighton. God. Uh, and Hyun Son v Leicester as a yeah, substitute. I... Yeah, I remember them now, but I got none. <laughs> uh, number two is who scored the opening goal of the Premier League? Any guesses? Martinelli. It was Martinelli. Yeah. That's what I put, yeah. Uh, the number of manager changes? 17. Apple, 14. 13. Oh. Uh, true or false, West Ham won more games in the Conference League than the Premier League? True. true. Yeah, it is by one. <laughs> uh, five. Who were the worst disciplined side in the league? Forest. Wolves. Wolves. I put, I put Wolves. I did have a feeling it was Forest. I thought it was. I, got lucky. I saw that on Forest, Instagram yesterday. Forest were quite high for yellow cards, but because Wolves had not yeah, sent it off. Oh, right. Think about, Wolves yeah. just kicked teams off the park. Didn't well, they? and the manager just scrapped, scrapped, yeah. scrapped, 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 scrapped the scrapped. Got that all as Wolves for next season as well. Mm. He's staying on now, isn't he? Oh, God, so, and Gibbs White. Number number six was what two fixtures the joint highest scoring games of the season and it was uh, Liverpool nine nil against Bournemouth and Man City six oh, Man United three. three. Oh, is it two God. points for that or just one? Yeah, two points for I that. Got one. Oh. I got nine nil. Excellent. Oh, uh, to the closest million, how many football fans watch live Premier League football this season, setting a new record high, and it was fifteen million. Oh, 15? 15 million. That's good enough. I was way off. I was way off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. I'm not telling you. I'm, no, not so, I'm not putting that on there. Move, move, How long did I Arsenal... I did the whole country. Guantanamo Bay would get that answer out <laughs> How long did Arsenal spend at the top of the league for? It was 248 days. <sighs> yeah. you know, it overtook Newcastle, didn't it? It's the longest uh, time at the top of that winning mm, title. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, who did Harry Kane overtake in the all-time scoring list? The Granny Jagger. Rooney, yeah. No. Sergio, Sergio Aguero. Aguero. Oh, Aguero. Uh, and then the last oh, one which is disaster. And then the last one for an available six. Uh name the six players that got ten or more assists this season. And I'll just list them off. It's uh, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, Mo yeah. Salah, yeah. Leandro Trossard, oh. Michael Elise, Bukayo Sacco, and Riyad Mahrez. So only only Mo Salah and Bukayo Saka were the only two players for double double this season, actually. Oh dear. Which is interesting. All the all the interesting facts for you there. I got nine. I got five. I got seven out of seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry Shocking. for the, the toughness. The, the, the thing is, we've been that poly focused on Forest this season. You just kind of forget all the things that happen, isn't it? Yeah. You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, take the reins next. Right, this is what I'm Sam, concerned can about. I just um... grab a pen. Can yeah, I just yeah. grab another pen. My pen's literally burst all over the uh, place. Oh. One sec. First of all, problems we get on the red side of the trench. Yeah, the yellow, yellow team would say that's karma for gifting a soft penalty. <laughs> Mate, I don't know what you saw. I saw blatant hands. I, it was like <laughs> Maguire. It was like Maguire against us all over again. He just played basketball in his own box. <laughs> I'm happy to take it, but Jimmy Butler would have been proud of that one. Soft. <laughs> Delightfully floated in corner for myself, if I must say. It should it should have um it should have made a reference to the screen. To go over. <laughs> Definitely play in in uh much cooler conditions next time. Yes. Yeah. Get yeah, more ringers in so we can actually win as well. 
<laughs> so this one is everything in my quiz relates to games that happened with Forest this season. Okay. So I'm expect some easy, some harder than others, but I'm expecting you all to do pretty well at this. Um, there's no Valencia S curveball, so it's uh-huh. all all Premier League games. So we'll start first question. Tyro Awani scored our first Premier League goal since 1999 after a fortuitous mishit from Jesse Lingard. But who put the ball into the box to begin with for Lingard to strike the ball out? Question number two. Brennan Johnson scored our first away goal this season at Everton, but whose shot was parried into his path? Again, meet and drink these. Really picking expects. the games that I went to, I'm enjoying these. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, yeah. these. <laughs> I, went to, I went to the first game, but I, I know who the, who the second one is. Anyway. I think everyone needs a bit of a stat pad off at Adam Rand anyway. So, yeah, he's from two so far. Fingers uh, crossed. Morgan Gibbs White scored his first first goal against Brentford in a two all draw, but who got the assist? Ooh. Keep them coming like this, Christian. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm expecting 10 for you, Reese. I'm 99.9. Percent sure I've got three from three so far. Yeah. All right, question number four. What Crystal Palace player missed the penalty in our one nil win over the Eagles just before the World Cup break? Neil Shipley. May have fucking weather being in our back. It was to be fair. Oh, who got the assist against? Was it Brentford? You say for Morgan Gibbs White? Yes. Oh yeah. Wrote the wrong player down. Um, I remember one of the first game Forest games I watched was against Palace, and Mikel Forsell's got a hat trick past oh, us. Mikel Forsell, over, a City One of my first Sky games was watching Forest and Palace, and yeah, like, yeah Palace with a yellow kit and one. Yeah. yeah, me and Reese watched that bloody Palace game together. So yeah, no, not Br- Palace, Brentford, wasn't it? What did we? I can't remember. Anyway, carry on. Uh, sorry. Uh, Again, very easy one for all of you. We recorded our first Premier League away win since the 98-99 season with a 1-0 victory at Southampton. Who scored the Forest goal? Very, very easy one, that one. If you desperately need a clue, um, I think he scores twice in the away game, in the home leg. There you go. You know, (laughs) keep things nice. Uh, Question number six. Forest came from behind to claim a deserved point at Bournemouth, but who got the Forest goal? Looking on that Southampton game while we uh, wait for the next question. That video of the South that the Southampton fan films, I think, is probably <laughs> oh, my funniest moment of the season. Like, everything about that video is just hilarious. It's just <laughs> nothing will beat the Tourettes. That is just the king. It's, it's a look of horror on his face when Johnson pinches the ball in halfway. It's like his mate next to him <laughs> go for the five stage denial as well. Like he's like, "Go on, Sally, you can get there. You can get there, Sally." It's like Salis was like 10, 15 yards back. He's getting nowhere near him. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The that was the Forest fan. That was a great night because they literally had turned toxic when the whistle had blown <laughs> to start oh, the game. Yeah, they're joining on Nathan Jones' chance. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what a way good that was. Uh, question number seven. Andre, are you missed a penalty against Tottenham in the 91st minute of play, which is one of his only four shots on target for Forest, I believe, um, or four shots in general. I haven't fact had that, but the latter sounds believable, to be honest. But who gave the penalty away? That question. So that's, I think that's the Tottenham away. Andre, are you missed a penalty against Tottenham in the 91st minute, but who gave the penalty away? Toughest one, so it's given away. I'm not sure who it was. 
I guess. Uh, anyway, I've got a few little curveballs in there for you, you know. I mean, that's minor bump in the road for Reese, but never mind. It's uh, one, question... of, one of two, yeah. so I've got me one. Question eight. Forrest lost 2-0 to Man United in what was probably the worst performance this season for Forrest's perspective. But which Man United player got their second goal? I think we conceded to every average Man United player this season. <laughs> Apart from yeah, apart right. from McMuffin, it actually pains me that Weddle scored against us. Yeah, like, like I remember what I mean. We we did the pod review for that. I was like, he looked offside, but he just turned out we were playing one anyway. I was like, oh god, how do you let Weddle's beat the pace for God's sake? <laughs> oh, bad, bad like that. Um, question number nine: Forrest made very hard work of beating Brighton in a three-one scoreline, which sounds more sounds very comfortable in the end. Obviously, coming from a goal behind. However, it could have been very different had they scored a penalty within the first 10 minutes. Who missed it? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And then finally, last but not least, and again, a very easy one for you all. Tywo won his goal against Crystal Palace for the final day of the season, came from an assist of the season contender from what Forest player? Big T. So, yeah, that is the sense. I'll go through the answers. So, question number one. Tyrell Warney scored our first Premier League goal since 1999 after a fortuitous miss hit from Jesse Lingard, but who put the ball into the box? Toffolo. Oh, Toffolo. Harry Toffolo is correct. Number two, Brennan Johnson scored our first away goal of season at Everton, but whose shot was parried into his path? Yates. Ryan Yates. Yeah. Ryan Yates is correct. Number three, Morgan Gibbs White scored his first Forest goal against Brentford in civil draw, but who got the assists? Emmanuel Dennis. Emmanuel yeah. Dennis is correct. Yeah, so, pretty good return. Actually, four goals and assists. It was a one way look miles offside, wasn't it? That. Yeah, strange one. No, he's weed through the. Well, Dennis did, mm. yeah. 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 Uh, number four, what Crystal Palace player missed a penalty in our 1 0 win over the Eagles just before the World Cup break? Zaha. Wilfred Zaha is correct. Number five, we recorded our first Premier League away win since the 98 season for 1 0 victory at Southampton. Who scored? Big T. Big T. Six, Forrest came from behind to claim a deserve point at Bournemouth, but who got the Forrest goal? Sam Surridge. Sam Surridge is correct. Seven, Andre Ayi missed a penalty against Tottenham in the 91st minute, but who gave the penalty away? I've Big gone Dyer. I've gone Benton Kerr. I've put Oliver Skip. Me? Eric Dyer. You're all wrong. It's Not... Dejan Kulisewski. Uh... Oh, I'd have never got that. My, my, my other one was that long delay. It was clumsy as fuck and just been released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, batted the ball away. And uh, very similar to the penalty that we got in that game, actually, funny enough. Um, just nice palm it out of the box and the referees went uh, penalty um, anyway question 8 Forrest lost 2-0 to Man United in what was probably the worst performance this season but which Manchester United player got their second goal Diego is correct yeah and he got the first the oh, Anthony. Forrest played hard work beating Brighton 3 what's even first 10 minutes who missed it Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson is correct. Number 10, finally. Tyler won his goal against Crystal Palace for the final day of the season came against came from an assist of the season contender from who? 
Gibbs White. Gibbs White. Morgan Gibbs White. Let you toss up. I got nine. I got nine, nine as well. Yeah, nine. Nine's all around. Yeah. There we go. See, that's a, that's a bump to score off, everyone. The Benton, Benton curve one stumbled us all. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to give him at least one hard one. Uh, I might add him giving us ten hard ones. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even about Forrest as well, or about the Prem. <laughs> I told you it was all going to be about the Prem. Yeah, I know, I know, but yeah. We're all Prem supporters. Yeah. Right, so for my round, I figured that I spend enough of my time transcribing interviews from pundits, players and managers that I'd see how closely you listen to this sort of stuff. So all of mine are going to be quotes from based on Forest players or managers or whoever, um, or from the manager, um, about something to do with this season. They've all been said at some point in this season by various people. Um, so let's see how we go. So question one, who did Nico Williams say this about during 22-23? What a debut. He was massive. He kept us in it. We're very thankful for him. Question two, had to throw a referee question in. So which <laughs> Premier League referee did Steve Cooper say this about? We know the referee well from last season. We had him in the Championship. We know the difference of what you can get with him and what you can't. We had to deal with that today. Can we name the game? Or could it has been a ref in question? Yeah, let's go for a point for the game and a point for um, the referee. I think I know the game. I think I know the game as well. The referee got better as the season progressed. He didn't have a great game that day, to be fair. Question three. Jamie Carragher on Sky Duties said this about one Nottingham Forest player during the Chelsea game. He's been absolutely fantastic. He's what you'd call a narc. What what the hell does that even mean? (laughs) He's shouting, isn't he? Yeah. I thought a narc is someone that like wraps yeah. you in. <laughs> I thought that'd be like a derogatory term. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I've just yeah. To be fair, Carragher's got a point. A narc in the dictionary is in this country cause annoyance to. Oh, fair enough. I get. I get it now. Yeah. Get, yeah. Question four. Which two players did Gary Neville call fantastic against Arsenal during the last home match? And who proved him wrong during that game? So, so, there's, so three, po- there's three points on offer for that one. Do you repeat that, Lee? Yeah. Which two players did Gary Neville call fantastic against Arsenal? And who proved him wrong? So it's three in total. Yeah, so you have to three names in total. Two players and someone proved him wrong. I'm not going to tell you the platform for this one, but a pundit somewhere said this for question five. How do you manage so many new signings and make it work? Once you go over 20 new players in a football club, you're asking for trouble. I really don't know how they make this work. We're just asking for the pundit. Just the name of the pundit, yeah. He loads. He said so, that when we were about 10 games without a win in the middle of April, I, I think it was. I, I think we just lost a manual. I've got an idea that might be. So I'd rather go with that. Question six. You might get this if you've been reading bits and bobs this week. So which goalkeeper this week said about Jesse Lingard 
it hasn't worked, has it? He scored one goal, zero assists. He's had an absolute stinker. Which goalkeeper? A goalkeeper, well, a, said, a, a goalkeeper a cor- said that about Jesse Lingard. A current week. playing goalkeeper. A current playing goalkeeper. Ooh. Who said this in April for question seven? It's to be hoped that the signings they have made have clauses in their contracts that allow for relegation. If not, part two of my prediction will come true and the club will be in administration in the championship. Marinakis and his chaos will be a distant but expensive memory. No, that is. Not sure. I remember I think, um, being said... That person, that person made... Um, if it's who I think it is, made the headlines of the Champions League final as well because he was arguing with um, Wenger about Pep's managerial credentials. And <laughs> he was saying Dingle. that... Um, or he or she was saying that um, <laughs> the goal that I think City scored against United, the first one in the Cup, in the cup final, uh, the good one volley, after 13 seconds... He was saying that, um, or she, if Leeds had done that or someone else would have said it was an agricultural goal. What? <laughs> the, the, the problem with football pundits is so many of it's just clickbait crap in it. It's not yeah. honesty. It's just clickbait rubbish. Apparently, um, Wenger just looked at him just... Dead <laughs> like, <"Come> <laughs> Did he not see it, Wenger? Oh, apparently not, no. Question eight. This one might be the oddest of the lot. So, which two players did Michael Dawson say this about during a 2-0 defeat to Man United in the Carabao Cup? They've both been really good. When the ball has gone out to Garnacho, they've been quick to snuff out the danger. You said it about two players. Two players, so two points on offer for that one. Question nine. Which Premier League manager said this about Steve Cooper? Steve Cooper is highly respected, not just by his former colleagues, but throughout football as a whole. And by taking Forrest back into the Premier League and making them competitive, he has more than earned this. And finally, question 10. Who did Brian Laws say this about on BBC Radio Nottingham? It was brilliant. He offered a little piece of magic on a cold November night on Trentside. Blimey. Was that going again, Lee? Sorry. So who did Brian Laws say this about? It was brilliant. He offered a little piece of magic on a cold November night on Trentside. I've got a fucking Scooby Doo. I've got an idea who that is. Hey, what grommets about? I know, I can hear it. The, uh, the fact that it was cold and November is a bit of a clue in that one because it was yeah. absolutely freezing that night. I think, judging by grommets barking, he must know who it was. <laughs> Well, then Lee, let's the let's yeah, they, they were good, they was. They was really cool questions. Right, so question one. Uh, what a debut. He was massive. He kept us in it. We're very thankful for him. Navas. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Dean Anderson. Yeah, it was after the Leeds game. Yeah, because that was the game when Anto um, really tested Williams, didn't he? That's yeah. why I kind of thought straight away. We put him up front at half-time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> Uh, question two, the referee. Uh, do you know the game, first of all? Wolves away. Wolves away, isn't it? Wolves away. Uh, Steve something. Steve Thomas Matthews, Brammel. Yeah, correct. He's Tom Brammel. Oh, I put bloody poor turn against Brentford. <laughs> he got fine in his that, Cooper. That was the yeah, game he, he got yeah. fine. Eight grand yeah. he got. Eight grand, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think they paid it out of uh, Marinakis's loose change, I think. Uh, question three, Carragher. Uh, he's been fantastic. He's what you'd call a knock. Gibbs Yates. White. Ryan Yates. Ryan Yates. Yeah. Against, against Brighton, maybe, I think. It was it was during the Chelsea game. Okay. He was on Cocoms. Uh, which two players did Gary Neville call fantastic and who proved him wrong against Arsenal? Did he say oh. Gibbs White and Warrell were fantastic and Aurier proved him wrong? Ooh, you've got one there. One out I've, of three for you, Christian. I've gone Gibbs White and Danilo and Tywo proved him wrong. <laughs> you've got two right, but you've got the proved him <sighs> wrong one wrong. I put Gibbs White, Warrell and a one same as Christian. Do you know, I thought I'd let the cat out of the bag a little bit with uh, the proved wrong because I said something like, which so person Gibbs, and not so a player. So Gibbs White proved him wrong. Cooper proved him wrong. Right. And Gibbs White and Tywo. Um, as, as long as you've got two of the three, though, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. As long as you've got two of the three, right down, you have the points. Yeah. Two. Uh, which pundit? You all got that, surely. Number I five. Think, I I've, gone for, I've gone for Keown. Oh, for Keown, yeah. I oh. put Paul Merson. It was our good friend Tony Cascarino. Oh, oh. Right. I'm, not, I'm not addicted to bleeding retweeting that video I've seen about 55 times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Question six. <laughs> um, which goalkeeper said that about Lingard this week? It hasn't worked. One goal, one assi- uh, zero assists. He's had an absolute stinker. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Uh, uh, do you know what? I was right on the ex-England keepers. I went for Joe Hart for some reason. I thought it'd be an excellent... Has he said that on his podcast? On his podcast. Cycling football or something stupid. Cycling GK, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Who said in April... I think you all got this one. Maybe not you, Adam. Um, the Marinakis and his distant but expensive memory. Richard oh, Keyes. Hairy hands. Richard oh. Keyes, yeah. Is it? I put yeah. a key on. Just don't pay attention uh, but... to people who are irrelevant. Uh, I don't yeah, probably not, that. Though, but we, we, like... we, sh- we, we share quite a lot of these yeah. ridiculous comments in our group, don't we, I suppose? And I think yeah. when there's a ridiculous comment on Forest Twitter, it is shared quite a lot. Yeah. So you can't kind of get away from it. Sometimes for uh, eight All or the... nine months on end. <laughs> yeah, Cascarine. <laughs> um, question eight. Which two players did Michael Dawson say this about? They've been really good when the ball goes out to Garnacho. They've been quick to snuff out the danger. I'll be very impressed if anyone's got both of these. I've put Go on. Sir... Go on. Go on, Adam. I've put Serge Aurier and Brennan Johnson. Please? I've gone Aurier and Bolly. I've put Aurier Christian? and Morrill. No, none of you have said either of them. Remo Froiler and Aurel Mangala. Oh, don't tell, <laughs> don't tell one of the hosts of another pod that uh, Froiler was praised. Bloody hell. Yeah, well, I mean, we had quite a lot of the ball that night, I suppose, didn't we? Because we were chasing <laughs> the game from the first leg. But, uh, <laughs> never mind. Um, question nine. Which manager said this about Steve Cooper? There was a little clue in there with the former colleagues. Um, the answer was Jurgen Klopp. No, uh, I, I, I put Pep down. I, I was going to put Clark. I didn't, so I I didn't think Clark. it was Powell and Graham Potter. To be honest, I could, have, I could have picked... That one actually came out of the programme from the Liverpool game, but I could have picked any away programme I've got and used any manager because they all said pretty much the same thing. They all just the diplomats, aren't they, and stuff like Question that. Question 10, the cold November night on Trent's side, a little piece of magic. Ren and Loddy. Correct. A lot of Spurs. Yeah, it was Loddy. He said it just after he'd uh, curled that one in. Yeah, the curly, yeah. That's big, what gave it away. A big three for me. Seven for me. Oof. Four, Four for me. Shambles. 
Shambles. All in all. Um, got 21 in total. Ooh, I got um I got 29 in total. I got 21 as well, Christian. Same as 20, you. 23. Overall. Nine or seven and a five for me. I think that proves nothing other than my questions are <laughs> a little bit too hard. Yeah, there's some there's a good range of questions in there. Um so so yeah, well, that's the final act of the 22-23 season, and we can now move on to the 23-24 season as we discuss the hot topic, which is the fixture release from today. Um so we start our campaign at the Emirates with a visit to Arsenal, and our home league campaign starts at home to old foes. Yeah, them, Sheffield United. Um, the traditional Boxing Day fixture sees us go up to Newcastle and the campaign closes with a trip to Turf Moor to face Burnley. Um, along with this, it was announced yesterday that our under-23s would be competing in the Papa John's Trophy for the first time. The draw for that is a week today, I believe, so fingers crossed for the first time ever we draw Derby in a cup competition. Um, we've also announced friendlies against Notts County, um, which... I do hope, I'm sure it probably will do, that um, that'll be kind of a fundraiser for the terrible events we've seen in our city this week. Um, and we've also announced European-friendly trips to PSV Eindhoven and Eintracht Frankfurt. I know Forest are trying to get another Netherlands-friendly as the port. I'm sure there'll be a couple more announced in due course uh, you'd expect probably in England. We're also playing Rennes, aren't we, as well? In, um, behind, behind closed, closed doors, doors. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically that. Anyway, um, back to the Premier League fixtures, um, because obviously they came out this morning. And Lee, <laughs> our first six away fixtures, see us play five of the so-called big six, whereas at home, we've got all three of the newly promoted sides to play um, in the first four at home. So what are, your, <laughs> what are your thoughts about the opening three months of the season? I mean, it couldn't be much worse, could it? I mean, you look at the away fixtures and it's all the teams that you, you fear playing when you go into the Premier League. Um, I, know you, I know you shouldn't fear playing them, but you know what I mean. They are the games that you you kind of see as free hits because you're not expected to get anything other than a good hiding. Um, and then on the flip side, you look at the home fixtures and we've got all we've got three of the four teams that no one wants to play in the first month of the season while they're still buzzing just to be back in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, but... Um, it is what it is. I think um, regardless of, of how the fixtures have come out, we're going to be looking to be a team that wants to be strong at home again. And I don't think it really matters who we'd have pulled out at home in the first two months of the season, to be honest. Um, we're going to be under no illusions that our fate once again will be decided on home soil. So not too fussed about that. I'm, I suppose I'm quite pleased in a sense that it's not come out the other way around, as daft as that sounds, because at least we're not going to be playing well, we haven't got to go to Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Manu or City when we could potentially need points later on in the season. So that has got to be a bit of a positive spin on the first two months of the season. Yeah, I know. It's very cliche to say when football isn't paid on, played on paper, I should say. But you look at them first four home games and to be honest, if you were to write down points next to them four, you'd be looking to win all four, really. You know, Luton, Sheffield, Burnley and Brentford. I know Brentford have had a good season last year, but they'll be without Ivan Tony then. So that'll be a big miss for them. As we've seen, it wasn't the same team when we played them at home last season. We should have beat them if it weren't for VAR and Andre Mariner screwing that up. So um, I guess a little positive if I'm going to uh, pick one out of them away games is maybe some teams, the bigger sides, maybe do start the season a little bit rusty. 
fingers crossed on that. I know that might not happen, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're at this level, I mean, I was looking through the fixtures and every fixture's tough for this level. People look at Luton at home and stuff. All, like I've just said, you write three points next to that. We found that out last season. That isn't the case. The Everton and the Bournemouth, the Wolves games at home. So every game at this level's tough. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, not I think um, just to touch on that as well. I think finally, you look at Luton's games before they play us as well. Now, they're not they've not really got one fixture where you'd say they're going to get a really good eye in. Mm. I wouldn't say they've got I Chelsea they've got away, Brighton and the away again. I just think that them early games for Luton aren't bad. Um, you ideally want to be playing the likes of Luton and Sheffield United, I think, when they've essentially had a bit of a six or seven games without a win or they've just been battered by someone, but I can't see it happening. It should be. I mean, the first home game of the season, Sheffield United. Obviously, we've got history around. That should be a cracking atmosphere. Um, yeah, that'd be I'm sure. It would be a great day. That. Um, moving on to you then, Adam. Um, something of interest for us this season, it has been mentioned a couple of times on Twitter, is that we are vastly likely to lose several of our players through the Africa Cup of Nations um, in the likes of Serge Aurier, Tyrell Wanyi, Emmanuel Dennis, if he's still with us, Moussa Carte. Um, Cheku Kiate, maybe Willy Bolly. I'm not sure if he does still play for the Ivory Coast. I did have a look on Wikipedia and he, he didn't say he'd officially retired, but he hasn't. I think they played Comoros yesterday and he wasn't in their squad, so I'm not sure about that one. But the, um, the AFCON tournament spans from mid January to mid Feb. So looking at the fixtures, we could lose players for four Premier League games, um, which is Brentford away, Arsenal at home. Bournemouth away and Newcastle at home, plus any FA Cup games. I mean, how much of a concern would that be? Or would it be a case of looking to produce, you know, other players to produce a good during that time? I'm just kind of thinking more of the fact how Tyrell won the end of the season with him being his main source of goals. Is that a bit of a concern for you? But there'll be so many other clubs in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> It depends, doesn't it? Because they've still got all qualified, but you would imagine all those nations will, or they already have. Well, they? I have, I have looked, and it'd be vastly, vastly unlikely for none of them not to. I know yeah. Ivory Coast have qualified, I believe. I, I think, yeah, it, basically they'd have to. I think, I think Nigeria pretty much have, or Senegal one or two. I think they'd have to be a collapse from one of them, basically, not to qualify. Yeah, um, I think I think it's it, it'll be a blow for us, especially when you're losing like Nikate Ore and and Wunyi who largely start for us. Yeah. But I think it's just it, Cooper's mentality will be like the next man up, won't it? And I think there will be some sort of plan in place in terms of like maybe what our recruitment it does this summer, um, in terms of like kind of covering our asses with that. So like. Yeah. You, you've still got someone like Scott McKenna who can play the left side of the fence. Obviously, he's got a year left on his contract. It's it's unknown, it's unto be known amongst those of what, what's going to happen with some players. There's quite a few players with only one-year contracts left um, who you think that might be people that you'd want to build the squad around. Or now, if you're going to become an established Premier League side in the next two years, you kind of look to maybe move them on now rather than give them another two-year extension so that'll be interesting as well just I know that's a bit of a tangent but yeah I think I do think there'll be a a, a plan in place in terms of our recruitment of of not having to be so worried about them players having to go to AFCON um, and, and we'll, we'll probably be alright so yeah finger, fingers crossed it doesn't affect us too much It's just a tough one isn't it because 
you know, I know you're saying about the recruitment now, you can't really recruit for like miss players missing a month of the season. It's one of them, and yeah, um, you can't really have like short termism. And I mean, how many injuries did we have last season at one yeah. point? So it kind of doesn't really that, matter. That's kind of what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It's just obviously if you've got a couple of injuries as well, plus five or six of your players are leaving, it's a bit of a shitter. So, um, yeah, I'm sure, like I say, there, there will be several teams, you know, it'll be the same. Do we I'm stop guessing. singing Waka Waka for, for that month? Like they're not here. <laughs> I mean, a fair play to Wheeler, who's, you know, pushed that song onto fours and they've, like, obviously it's gone mad viral because that song was for the worst World Cup in history. And I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually thankful Forest fans have made a use for that song. Um, so don't get me started on that World Cup. But anyway, um, finally, Christian, on the fixtures... Um, it is our only second season back in the Prem. So realistically, I mean, our goal really would be to push on a bit and finish maybe a few places high up the table. Hopefully not being a real relegation battle this time up until the penultimate game. Our running sees us play, in my opinion, four out of the six in the last six, who I would expect to be in the bottom half slash fighting for their lives, which is Everton, Wolves, Burnley and Sheffield United. I mean, what do you make of the running and... It is early, as no transfers was yet. Obviously, other teams we don't know as well. What are your expectations for this season? Yeah, hopefully, we're safe by that point because those games are tricky. I mean, um, you're right, Chelsea at that point, even the other two games, City and Chelsea yeah, could City be close and, and other things. Yeah. Like City could be looking to close the title up. Chelsea could be looking at, you know, I mean, I don't think it will come. Chelsea will nowhere near be as bad as it was this season. No, but I, I suspect they'll be... You know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if they can recover it enough in one summer to get top four, yeah, but I, know, I, I, I expect them to be a top six side again next season. Yeah, um, and then obviously, yeah, you got you're right, Burnley, Burnley, Sheffield United, and Everton especially. I think we'll be struggling for their lives. I think Wolves will be okay, but um, especially I just, I just mentioned Wolves because obviously there was on a, but I know it has come out today that Lopetegui's staying, but there was a bit of issues wanting with finances. Yeah. Obviously, if they lost Neves, would be a massive miss for him. Unless he throws a paddy, I don't think they'll go down. Pettig, he's a very good manager. That's every game until. Well, yeah, um, but as the expectations go, I mean, I, I, the ideal dream is, I mean, the, the thing for me that gives me optimism is that I know we've obviously got a rough start and a rough end, but we threw away so many points from winning positions last season. What's it, 27, I think it was in the end, or something, something I've seen. So even if you kept a third of those, we'd end up with like mid 40s, mm. like basically last season. So that and that's well, that's with a jumbled side. That's with players still learning how to play into a system. That's with you know players Injurious. not fully fed in. That's with injuries. So you know now they're more of a settled unit. I think that we probably would keep some of those leads that we um, threw away last season. Like you'd like to think a settled side wouldn't blow a two 0 lead at home to Bournemouth, for example, yeah. or you know things like that. So from that side of things, I do think that. You know, the natural way, I mean, I still think baby steps. I mean, if we could finish, say, 12th with like 43 points, I think that'd be a huge result. Yeah, like that, that'd be a that'd be that'd represent very solid progress. That'd probably mean that you know, we weren't in any serious relegation danger. It'd probably mean that about five, six games to go that we're done. You know, we're sort of on the beach and coasting, and we're sat here talking about saying, Oh, how high up can we actually finish? And we can be bothered to, you know, and I think that would represent a very good season. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's going to have throw its own unique challenges. I know Napoli have stopped buying African players because of Afcon. I think the exception, obviously, is a Sheemhen because of how good he is. Mm. But um, 
Yeah, because I remember they, they I think it was last season their title bid just completely faltered and it's because a lot of their players went to AFCON. Yeah, obviously they lost a lot of momentum. Koulibaly all them years, didn't they? Yeah, so obviously from that side, I think so that's going to bear its own challenges. But I mean, that's that's kind of why our recruitment has to be good really this summer because ultimately you are saying, you know, you're going to lose six year key players or a little, well, maybe not key players, but you know, if you think about it, obviously Oriade's starting right back, Taiwo's our starting centre forward, Nia Carter's are starting centre half, you know, Kuyasu plays a very important role for us, Bolly's played a very important role for us and obviously Dennis is being phased out, it looks like, so, but that's still five players, five players of significant note, so we are also going to have to sort of like, you know, be very, very sensible of who we signed this summer. Um, that or, you know, it's resurgence time for Woods and a few others. But um yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. But I think to um got gone around the house a little bit here. I do think that if we get forty three points come like twelve, that'll be huge for Forest. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.